0: Can
1: you
0: lend me a
1: jar of What love. are you doing? Stop. What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes jazz talk. Uh, it is. I I am here. It is Hu-Tran Superman. That's Hu-Tran uh, Superman. H-U-U-T-R-A-N Superman. On the Twitter and the IG, I'm Hu-Tran. Uh, we are waiting for um uh, Mr. Go-The-This is 49. he will be here eventually. Probably, but we still have the dragon Squatch himself mr dragon Squatch. uh what's up logan
2: i'm doing well sorry if i if i appear a little distracted here my keyboard in the back background i've been told that i need to uh i've been furiously investing all night in jinkos uh, JNCOs, uh Hollywood <laughs> video and uh charleston shoes so uh I, I'll, mute, I'll try to mute, mute my phone when i'm typing but uh yeah. the, the, the,
1: the reddit
2: here Tear, has told me to so
1: Go to go to Dragon Squatch's um, uh, uh, Robin Hood League, folks. So, um, and then we have our special guests. Um, uh, my friend Pied. and soon to be yours. What was that, Robin? P- Pied Piper. Pied Piper. <laughs> uh, my friend soon to be yours, Mister Hema Heymuli from KSLSports.com. If you
3: smell what the rock is cooking, finally. After 14 long years, the Jazz are back at the number one spot. Of 14 the years? Yeah, Ooh, I, fa- I found that out. We could talk a little bit about that. Right. Um, yeah, it's nice to ta- chat with you guys. Uh, yeah, for those of you listening, I'm Hemahe uh first time uh, potter on the podcast. So I want you guys to be nice and gentle with me. You know, warm me up a little bit before uh, we go to town on this jazz business. <laughs> we, so, we
1: do that Go to town here.
2: Some, something nice, something romantic, not just a spit in the palm of the hand. And, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, if it self-warms, that'd be better.
1: I put it. say is actually from KSL Sports. KSL Sports.com I I don't know why I threw the com and KSL sports. Hem hey Willie. Uh, uh, this is, it's okay we, we can use your real name on this pod. Sure. Certain I other cares. pods, uh, we have to do acronym or not acronyms, uh, uh aliases um uh, to get in. So um so first of all, like let's 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 not be on the bush. Um uh, tonight we record <laughs> Wednesday nights, the jazz um, uh get a victory uh, an astounding you know victory. No Donovan, no problem. Because uh, they have um, a J.C. Um, uh, the second coming himself, um, <laughs> and um, uh, you know they're a perfect ten guys. The Jazz are a perfect ten. Um, uh, that's not, that can be anything. That can be a bowling website, but um, Q. Uh, Ty Dillinger's music. Ten wins in a row. That's that's pretty big. Uh, well, Hemma, you're you're the guesser, so you've done. You know, again, you, you got the research. Fourteen years. Ten wins. Like, did the Jazz get? I
3: feel like the Jazz got close to ten wins last year in a row. So yeah, so the uh, the the actual statistic that I brought up is uh, in December two thousand and six. It was the last time that the Jazz were number one in the West. Um, six. That's, that's Darren Williams, Boozer, mm-hmm, occurred Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just I couldn't believe it's been that long. And then again, like I looked, I like thought about it for a little bit, and like, oh yeah, it's probably been forever since the Jazz <laughs> were number one. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I af, ten wins. Um, I can't believe it, honestly. Were you guys worried about this Mavericks game or not really? Not having Donovan Mitchell, not having. Uh, well, I worry such because I don't worry about the Jazz. Like i mean, they lose, they lose, yeah, lose. Yeah, yeah.
1: like regardless, like I'm, uh, my mood probably doesn't change that much. Logan, what about you?
2: No, I mean uh, when you when you hear that Dawn's out, it gives you a little bit a little bit of cause to pause. But I thought everyone else rallies and their su- rallies and doesn't lose and their superstars are out. So why can't we do the same? So mm-hmm. I don't know the whole the whole. I, you can't, I can't really even quantify it. It's not like there's some schematic thing or or it's just there's there's a just a good bit of mojo going around and it just seems it doesn't feel like we're ever going to lose. So you know it is what it is.
1: This this feels sort of like um because uh, like last year was because the Jazz had win streaks last year but they were also followed up by big losing streaks too right like they would go like win seven in a row but then they lost five in a row then they would go win a couple and they had another five game win streak but then they would go lose another five so last year was really weird but um uh, just two or three I mean the, well three years ago the Jazz three or four years ago now the Jazz had that like, twenty game win streak or whatever it was <laughs> and, and the Jazz have had um uh, um favorable schedules at some points in the year where they rattled off quite a few in the row, but still, this this feels different, doesn't it? This this team feels different than it has in the past four years. Yeah, um, no, it,
2: it definitely definitely feels different. I mean, I think that, that like you said, there was some soft underbelly of the schedule. They still won those games, but I mean, they've really been they've really been putting it to the teams they're supposed to. After that Knicks loss the first time, they really. I don't. they they're doing the things they're not supposed to. They're doing things they haven't done in the past, and that was just the the games we thought they would lose. Previously, they've they've somehow found a way to get back in it. Um, I think that the uh, the Knicks game was a good example of that. They had a strong second half, and who was the other? What was the other one? It was the second. It was the second game of that New Orleans game. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, it's hard to beat the same team twice, and they go up by 16. Like okay, you know, New Orleans is going to get theirs. You know, again, cliche, hard to beat the same team twice, but then all (laughs) of a sudden they just they just flipped it. I just flipped it, and that's all. There, that's all there was to it. And it was just it was
3: there was no doubt at that point. So, uh. I, I, th- I, think you guys are right. I think you hit the nail on the head. The feeling is that this jazz team is unbeatable, right? Like knock on wood, um, but it just feels that way. And I think wow, um, this team's never gonna lose, Hema. All right, never. I mean, it feels <laughs> it feels that way because like you know, the sign of a team taking the next step, you know, season after season is. Like you guys said, you know they're doing things that they they should be doing, or they've done, or they're doing things that they they haven't necessarily done before, and that's uh, winning a game, you know, from behind, or winning a game um, that they normally would lose, um, or just gutting out a win that they really had no business of like gutting out that way. And um, I think the Jazz, that's what they're doing. Um, and but I want to ask you guys, what do you think is the main reason? that that is happening this season um so hema you actually
1: uh misspoke because um, uh, this is actually your second time on the podcast um uh, we actually did a crossover with um uh, uh sports beat after hours yeah and that was like our off season last year so this is before logan was uh, uh you know a regular host on the podcast and if you guys remember i kept saying things like you know, it might take a year. You know, this this team is a <laughs> yeah. uh, two uh, is a year away. Like they got Boyan and they got Mike in year one. They needed, you know, they needed another year to be able to add more pieces, and they did. The Jazz did. Um, and maybe maybe it just was they just needed. Like last year was a weird year. Last year I kept can my finger on what went wrong. Was their chemistry off, or was it just injuries? And I don't know. Logan, you have any thoughts about like why last year was so weird? Um, I, I well everything you
2: said i second that the, the chemistry was funky the season was funky there was a lot of weird stuff that happened but if i could if you had to ask me him for one the one thing that's different this year it's mike connell is there in, in in my perspective not just his play but there's there's these little subtle things he does throughout the game where I just in, in my note, note, notes almost every single game he, he makes a a play here or there and he's just this calming force that i think is translating on the court and i also i mean the locker room stuff they seem to be getting along a lot better this year which i think some of that may be beneficial from the bubble stuff i think that they there was some i think there was a little more separation until the bubble happened to be honest we we, we, we joked i was one very quick to joke about the rudy don stuff often and that was even before the covid before they gave the world covid um, but <laughs> I, I, I i do think the bubble brought them back together and in spite of all the all all the stuff they did they kind of had to hunker down together but as far as on the court this year i really think it's i think it's mike conley i think he's the difference maker he right. understands and fits in better but he just he makes these little plays all the time just subtle things that he does and it's like okay this is the guy like when donovan just has a, a weird funky stretch okay put it in mike's hand for a second and he just handles it and mm-hmm. the second unit i mean obviously jc's been great with the second unit we'll make mix Connolly in there and stuff because meshing with gobert is keeping gobert happy which i think was a huge part of what maybe some of gobert's dissatisfaction was the start of last year so it's not all Connolly, but if i had to pick one thing top of my list is mike Connolly.
3: yeah I, um go ahead Emma, sorry. oh no sorry I, I totally agree i totally agree i think. uh I just want to like disclose that, you know, after last season, I thought, you know, maybe Mike Connolly's best years were kind of behind him. I honestly <laughs> said that. And I th- and it was mostly because, you know, he just you could see what the Jazz were c- trying to do bringing in Mike Connolly, working with Rudy Gobert, it just wasn't quite there. And it didn't it all it didn't always seem that Mike was going to get there, right? And I'm talking like um when he, you know, floats it up um, to to Rudy or if he chooses to float it into the basket, like he was just like slightly off. Right. And so as time went on, I was like, you know what, maybe Mike Conley's like nothing. Maybe he just, his best years are behind him this year. He proved me wrong. Absolutely wrong. He, he's healthy. He looks quick. He looks fast. He looks like he's reading quickly too. And it's, it's been a revelation. And I absolutely agree. I think Mike Conley is a hundred percent the reason why the jazz are, are Doing better, like he's not the only reason, but because he's performing so well, it opens up the possibility of everyone else performing well, also. Right? So, um, uh, this is Hema apologizing to Mike. Caught Mike, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, uh, we,
1: we need you to be like George Nyang and unblock Hema from Twitter, please. All right, <laughs> please, uh, please. Right? So, get, so don't we get, do that. Get, get John Amici to unblock him, too. All right, John <laughs> <laughs> Amici, that's my English. Accent. <laughs> um, <laughs> Logan, you you have a notebook, you have notes from the games, so in this ten, so what happened was that, you know, the Jazz lose to the Knicks? I, I want to say Donovan or somebody said, you know, that, that loss to the Knicks, like, was eye-opening, you know? Like, my, we talk about good losses, right? Like, the Jazz count as a good loss, whether it's, you know, player, speaker, whatever. They said it was a good loss because it showed them, hey, we need to be able to do this, and so it feels like after that game they turned up a level. So that 10-game win streak, Logan, what, um, which game do you think was like the most important win, or the biggest win?
2: Ah, the 10 game. I got to flip through my notebook now. I, I, off the top of my head, I mean, Milwaukee got it started, or did did Milwaukee get it started? Uh,
1: it was right there at the beginning. You're right. Milwaukee was
2: right there. It might have yeah, been. It was it, it was Milwaukee because the next to Milwaukee. But I think that I think the best win for us is was the Nuggets win. I think that fits him as narrative of A game it felt like we didn't really have a lot of business winning, and we we managed to pull it out against a good team. We had right. some gnarly, had some gnarly uh, flashbacks in the first half, but seemed to level it out in the second and finally find an answer for right, Mister uh, Mr. Uh, Murray.
1: Yeah, I uh, had my, like um, uh, like I asked <clears throat> this after the the Warriors game, right after the Jazz went out forty points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, and I said we've had the Warriors game, we've had. The Mavericks game, we had whatever, or the New York, the, the Knicks game. Do any of those games um, feel as
3: important as that Denver game? Um, to me, uh, the Denver game is really important. I guess, it, I don't know, it's hard. It depends on what your definition of important was, right? I mean, I'd say the Bucks, just because like it got it all started, it got things rolling. But also, um, you know, after dropping two straight games, punching the freak in the mouth is a big, big win for the for the morale of the team and for the perception of the fans of the team. And so my answer will probably change tomorrow. <laughs> what the most important thing was
1: and and let's
2: not um, uh, so you um, got you guys are both wrong. We're all wrong. It was it was the Warriors <laughs> game because the third unit played like trash, which showed us our, our gnarly underbelly, which is the third stringers. <laughs> and we're never gonna get back. If we ever have to play that third unit, we
1: are oh you know, man, we like, are bleached. I wrote I wrote that third string in my notebook because I do want to circle back to that at some point. Yeah,
3: um,
1: yeah, because like so, there's, there's also the two or three come behind victories. So that Pelicans one that Logan mentioned earlier, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, getting getting pushed about the in, in the first quarter and just kind of like about from second quarter on, like the Jazz were in control. The, the Jazz went down 16 in the first half or first quarter and led at halftime, which is crazy. That New York team, I, I, uh, I didn't see the New York game. I didn't get to watch it. But um, I, I just, you know, when you got on Twitter after two or three hours and you have to read, tw- you know, tweets out of order and, you know, it was like, oh, my God, we're losing. to the- I can't believe we lost to the Knicks. And I'm like, the game's still so going. Like, it's the <laughs> third quarter. Like, and I'm reading tweets from halftime, you know. Um, but that was a pretty big like, comeback. And uh, I didn't get to watch it, but I I, I assumed it was a really good uh, comeback. Victory. Like, the Jazz show a lot of poison. Yeah, this... I I'm I'm the too low too low guy right like I'm always the one that's really low on the Jazz and we are going to talk about things that worry about in a second um, and I'm trying not to get too low you know not never too high never too low um, but yeah I'm trying to get convinced like am I crazy should I be on board should, 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 you know like I think Jared had already has him um, uh, uh, his seat for the parade route um, planned out um, <laughs> should I be on board because I'm uh, I'm not. I don't know um, uh, what team uh, will the Jazz have a problem with. Like, they beat the Clippers once, that's good, but the Clippers then rattled off like six out of the last seven, so, so they're up there. The Lakers, um, uh, are those like the two biggest challenges? Like, um, uh, do we need to see the Jazz perform against those teams um, uh, four times to get a real sense? Because uh, everybody else seems like, even Denver seems like, yeah, maybe we get the monkey off our back in that one game, but things can change. But is Denver still um, uh, in the Jazz's way?
2: Well, like, much like Jared, you don't want to, peak, you don't want to peak and go too early. So you want to just, we don't want it, we don't want this to happen too fast. You need to just concentrate, stay focused, keep your eyes on the prize, steady, steady, heavy breaths and everything will be fine. Uh, that's it. That's the only part that like makes me nervous is like, we're peaking at the beginning of the season or we're not, maybe not peaking. Maybe this is the new jazz, That like we're a good team. I don't know. Um, but it's, that, that is the part that makes you a little bit nervous. And And that's. What, what what's also interesting is like the regular season is so funky and weird compared to what the playoffs are like. We've talked about this before how we kind of like the the back to backs against the same team because that's what you simulate in the playoffs. So uh, I mean, if you catch it if you catch the Nuggets with the odds stacked against some of the Lakers, it's I don't know. It's not really a true. A true test. I don't really have an answer. I just walked around in <laughs> circles for a while because I just want to make an inappropriate innuendo. So I don't. I don't think I said. I think I said a lot of words, but didn't say anything like Bill Walton said. Don't act, don't mistake activity for achievement. <laughs> right. I think, that's, I think that's where I'm at.
3: No, I think okay. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm a, I'm a, like I mean, ten wins in a row. I mean, you get you got to be good to win ten in a row, but. Um, or any of these ones, like, did any of these games, like, really test the
3: Jazz? You think? Well, um, yes. I think, let me let me see if I can calm Logan's fears or concerns. Because I have the same concerns, right? One, I two, mean, three. It must be a Jazz fan thing to, like, just right. always think, oh, when is it going to fall apart, right? And, like, <laughs> when, when is when is Donovan going to leave us? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but there's, I think, you know, us... I can only speak from what we talk about in K- at the KSL studios and who's been there. We talk about it with Jeremiah Jensen and like Sam Farnsworth and all these guys and MacLade. And before the games, I always try to bring up and talk to the guys about like, what do you want to see the jazz improve on this game? Like what, what's something that they need to show this game um, throughout the season for so far in this 10 game uh, win streak, you know, we've seen the jazz come up from behind. We've seen the jazz eke out a win. Um, I remember one time saying like, you know, I really want to see Jordan Clarkson take a step and he ends up dropping 20 or something like that, the game before or something like that. And, um,
2: now he's, he's walking like on
3: water. Yeah. And it, that, <laughs> JC. Yeah. He's, uh, turning, uh, all the jazz hopes into wine right now. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the fact that I don't know that we have a streak so early in the season is concerning. But um, the Jazz have beat the Nuggets, right? The Jazz have beat uh, the Bucks. The Jazz have beat you know the Spurs and the Clippers, like you know traditional Western foes that like the Jazz. You know, will drop a couple games against. Like they've been winning and winning those games pretty well. And I think I think there is a test that needs to come up next. And I think it does have to be like the Lakers or or. You know, I would say the Nets. Like, I think it's a super team. I think it's a, a super team that's long, and and athletic that gives the Jazz problems. And I think the next step is to see how the Jazz do against a team like that. Um, yeah, the Jazz. Uh,
1: the Jazz. I mean, well, you know, we hit February in like four days, so the February schedule is not easy for the Jazz. And so um, uh, we'll, we'll see those tests sooner than later um what,
2: what, are yeah, calling, pe- what are they calling it on twitter they got some funny word for what, it is. what is it
1: death Uary i think
2: death Uary. <laughs> yeah so I, I i guess we really will know more at that point
1: yeah right but i have right like i'm uh you know like the, the jazz lost two of their top eight today and i'm uh played well the jazz have um uh the jazz have come back the jazz have beaten Teams that are, you know, the Mavericks are in the Western Conference race. So, so are the the Maver- uh, So are the Nuggets. Uh, the Jazz beat one of the top teams in the East. So, yeah, these are. I you mean, know, the Jazz have beat the Warriors, who you know maybe they're not the Warriors of old, but they're you know they're still a Western Conference team that has uh, you know in recent history owned the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only did they beat them, they beat them. You know, they were up by forty before. The famed, you know, third unit, the the guy's 10 through 15, Twitter's favorite unit, uh, blew 20 points in the fourth quarter, so...
3: uh... Hi, I'm McCoy. Hi, I'm Emily. And we're the Jazzy Gals. If you're looking for in-depth Utah Jazz basketball analysis, this ain't it.
0: (laughs) But if you are looking to discuss how great Rudy's beard looked this week jazz twitter crushes or other fun pop culture things you have come to the right place that's right and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and also on twitter at jazz gals pod go jazz go jazz
3: at one thing that i think that um so this is kind of related to the stuff that shaq talked about um, right Donovan Mitchell, I feel like, has been slow, steadily improving year after year, and you can even see the improvements game after game this year. Um, if you look at Shaq's critique of Donovan, like he only scores, what else does he do, right? Um, Donovan Mitchell has noticeably been dishing the ball out a lot better these past couple, well, past two games that he played in, right? He's been he's been doing really well distributing the ball, and you know he's he was an all star last year. I think everyone's making progress, and so it's just as the tests come for the Jazz, um, we'll be able to get a better idea what these guys will look like in the postseason. But um, I'm pleased with how things are trending right now.
1: Right, Logan. Logan. Um. Uh, so uh, the unfortunate thing for us is that we record usually Wednesday nights. We're right now only doing one, one podcast a week. So our, our episodes release released sometime Thursday, and the Pelicans game happens Thursday at the TNC. stuff we haven't had a chance to talk about this in a week. It's all news now, but... Oh, man, uh, sorry, guys. I no, no no, you, I, no, no. We, we were going to bring it up anyway. But um, I just sound lonely like you, know, but sometimes our schedule is detrimental to us, and maybe we should record more. But, um, you know, we heard the comments. Everybody knows what it is. Uh what kind of criticisms do you think are, uh, are fair or not fair? Well, I, I first of all, I,
2: I it's no secret who you know. I'm not a big fan of Kazam. Um, I've, <laughs> never, I've I've never been a big fan of his, and I was really I was really bummed when they brought him to the TNT crew because again, mm. people made a lot of good points. TNT was never, you know, Charles was. I give credit to Mark for pointing this out on his podcast, but he, he said it very clearly. Chuck is good because he's he's doing his off the cuff thing. The problem is they got two guys doing that; it doesn't always play well. I, you always get the impression from Kazam that he's trying too hard. Um, when the, so, I'm a, so i so I've got a couple weird points on this, but he the the first Rudy thing was just kind of weird. I'm like, let's stop giving him attention. Like, let's just leave it alone. Like, just don't do that. That's exactly what. But then it came yeah. up again, and it got weird. And you're like, okay, this is weird. super weird. Then the Donovan thing came up, and it was super weird. Okay. And like, it was, it seemed unnecessary. And like the, what he did in the, the post game interview was one of the most unprofessional, ridiculous things I've ever seen. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand how TNT thought that was fine. I don't understand how the NBA thought that was fine. I'm not the first one to say this, but it is very bizarre that in the NBA it's the only sport where the old heads of the guys they pay to talk about the game continually talk down the players that are playing. Now you, this is the NFL. They, they guard the shield with their life mm-hmm. and in baseball, if some old guy pops off about, you know Fernando Tatis once they talk about him being the old crazy get off my lawn guy, but the NBA readily and happily employs these guys to do this, and 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 it's maddening. So Shaq, sorry Kazam, so that's worse than saying the F word. So he he's he, he's in his own lane. He he what he's doing is ridiculous. He's absurd. I he's finally got my rage. He 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 finally earned it. I was trying to play it off. The thing that there was a couple like misconceptions I didn't want to pick off because as jazz fans tend to, they tend to start to slide things that, and take it a step further. Cause it wasn't just Shaq. Kenny said some things, Charles right. said some things. And then when well, they go too far as they, I heard some people say, well, Kenny just made up this, this six point spectrum of, of, of superstar. No, he didn't. If you've watched the show, Kenny Smith's standard for superstar has always been higher. He's always had the same, he, this, this model he has, whether you believe it or not, it's not new. He didn't invent it for Donovan Mitchell because they were talking about this. And I've always agreed with Kenny on this. The level, the difference between superstar and all star is, is different, and in my mind, there's only like I'd have to get a piece of paper and look at it. But there's only a handful of true superstars. So, again, this is just me cleansing cleansing myself from all the shenanigans I've seen. So, again, you may not agree with Kenny. That's been around for a while. He's he's, he's had that for years. But the, the, then I saw the stuff that, that Charles hates the Jazz, and because we beat him so often, that Charles always hated us. No, you know, in, in the 8 Williams Boozer era, he loved the Jazz. He was always talking up the Jazz. He was always building up those teams now was he were they idiots lately with the things they've said for sure but like those two guys like just don't don't take just what said was said then and, and kind of just twist it to meet your narrative it's like the woge stuff like mm-hmm. which is going to lead me to my last point jazz fans you want you want the national attention guess what national attention is in the nba it is criticism mm-hmm. that's what the nba does you, Every lebron james kevin durant they're constantly that, that's 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 the model for NBA marketing as far as news goes is criticism. It's never overwhelming love. That's the, it's it's some weird marketing campaign the NBA has, or I don't know if it's intentional, but that's that is what national attention means for an, an, an NBA basketball team. It's not like the NFL where they will build up Brady and build up the rest of them to where they're they're untouchable. The NBA does it. That's what it is. I mean, every for everyone who says that ESPN loves LeBron James, they also just run him into the ground for the other. 23 hours of the show with their various things. So I mean, if, if, if this is what you get, this is what NBA attention is. And so, is that what you really want? Those are yeah. those. That's it.
1: I've exercised it's, it's my demons. Cross. <laughs> I'm, I'm crossing um, uh, myself. Now. What you wish for? Wonder yeah. Woman 84. <laughs> um. So um. Uh, so to, to speak of that, because like we said, when, um, uh, we'll say Kazam. When Kazam said to Donald, it was really awkward, right? Because it felt like to me, it felt like um, he was trying to joke like he's like basically you know or apologize saying hey uh this is what i said at halftime you proved me wrong but instead of like manning up and saying that he tried to play it off like i want you to hear it i want you to hear that what do you gonna say to that you know and um you know don don i am don just like that's what i like about it because i like, it was a very chill answer like cool story bro like yeah whatever cool story like what do you want me to say let's move on because you're not the first you're not the last to say it man so cool um, but I, I want to take it because I'm a there, there's a, a jazz fan slash youth fan slash golf fan. I think um, a friend of the podcast he, he's a former uh, a former guest. He got I want to say got bullied off Twitter uh, because he said something to the effect of like Shaq isn't wrong about it. Like Don I'm um, uh, is primarily a scorer, but he does need to do a lot more to like you know reach the echelon that I'm um, uh we just talked about. And, Sarah Sarah said it on our podcast a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I mean, I, I I've been pretty steadfast in saying that I think Donovan is you know a top whatever player, but he's not in that same level. He's not the top seven. You know, he's not even at the Dame level, which is I think tier two. I think he's in a tier that you know he needs some help. Uh, you know, being that third tier is not bad, but it's it's different than being t- you know it's not LeBron James, LeBron James, Giannis, Kevin. Those guys are in a different tier. That's that's just how it is. Um oh, that doesn't mean that you know Donovan who twenty three, twenty four can't get there. He's just not there yet. And uh, you know, I think it's fair and I think I, I you know, we should ask Senator to come on or the Twitter user to come on and um uh, talk about like what he meant too, but you know, peop you know, jazz fans being, you know, as insecure as we've we've talked about as they are really
3: attacked that. Uh what were you gonna say, Hamlet? Oh, I was just gonna just I'm just gonna add like what what it boils down to with Kazam is uh, he's just lazy. <laughs> That's all it is. Like, honestly, he's he, does, he didn't have, like, the statistics or the numbers to, like, back up his criticisms, but he knows that they're there, right? And they're criticisms that are fair that we all know about, and I'm pretty sure Donovan knows about, right? Um, I think he just – he's – I don't know. I think he's tre- – uh, Kazam's just – not as prepared as the other guys to talk about talking points. And then on the other hand also is if he was joking around with Donovan, he just doesn't have the charisma to kind of pull it off. No. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's, you know, I don't think I agree with Logan. I don't think that Shaq or like, uh, or Charles, Charles, I don't think they hate the jazz. I really, I think they honestly like, especially Donovan Mitchell. Um, and I just think that, you know, it was just a weird fumbling of like them trying to do something and it just was half-assed Right. and it came out like that. I think that's what it really was. Um, so I, I, and I don't want to say that like Donovan, you know, is all of a sudden dishing the ball a lot better now because of Shaq's comments. No, I think Donovan knows that he needs to improve on these areas of his game that keep him from being perfectly well-rounded. Um. But I just think that it's, you know, we're noticing it more because of the things that Shaq said, which like Logan, uh, to Logan's point, is a good thing. Like Shaq bringing up criticisms, brings light to the Jazz, and yeah. hey, the more they talk about the Jazz, the better. Yeah, Charles, um, uh, I mean, Charles did induct Jerry Sloan into the Hall of Fame. And Charles,
1: you know, just two weeks ago was, you know, got Shaq saying Rudy Gobert would be blocking Shaq's uh, uh, shots into the front row, hurting little kids. <laughs> in his own Charles Barkley way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, again, I mean, this is the national. I mean, everybody gets mad because you know the Jazz beat the Warriors by twenty, and all the stories are about Steph breaking Reggie Miller's some uh, three point record or whatever. And um, the Jazz beat the Pelicans twice, and it's like, oh, look at this Zion dunk or whatever it was, you know, or Zion has thirty points in a thirty point loss to the Jazz or whatever it was, you know. So, I mean, I, I do get, you know, there, there's reasons for, but honestly, you know, win's a win's a win. And the Jazz have won 10 in a row. And eventually, you, you're going to get some of that praise. But again, you know, as Logan as said, you're going to get the criticism that comes along with it. Uh, once you're at the top of the mountain, everybody wants to see, you know, everyone wants to see you fail, right? Like, I I can guarantee you that there are 28 small markets out there who don't care that the Jazz are number one, you know? They're like, oh, the Jazz are Jazz are top of the West. Cool. Let's see how long. Like, they're just waiting for the Jazz to lose a game to, oh, the Knicks. You know, who's that? The Pistons. You know. So uh, they're just waiting for for that um, uh, for for Olympus to fall. So uh,
2: we won't yeah. see the Knicks again until the NBA finals. So I'm
1: good. <laughs> 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 I'm um, buying those stocks
3: now. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm. Yeah, exactly. Nick, I'm buying that. I'm, that's the Buy same the area as, as the Jinkos and the GameStop. <laughs> um, yeah.
3: yeah,
1: the Jinkos. Let's higher stock. The GameStop or the. Or the that
2: that that those Knicks teams are the late like the late '90s, early 2000s are awesome. The Canby Canby Spreewell, Houston, Larry Johnson, Charlie Ward. Yeah, those are all those are awesome teams.
1: <laughs> um,
2: Nothing we'll at all to do on. with what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> right, right. We, we, um, uh, we sort of brought this up. Like, I'm a, as, as far as I'm concerned for the Jazz, there is somebody that we were concerned about, and this is something that I know I've been being the drum about, and um, uh, feel free to jump on if you happen to. But like, we haven't seen the trio of Bojan, Mike Conley, and Donovan Mitchell all work together and look good for an extended period of time together. Uh, last year there was a big injury, right? You know, like um, uh, the Jazz didn't have point guard last year. Donovan had to morph into point Donovan last year. This year, not so much. Like Mike Conley has been playing so well that Donovan is just doing like, yeah, Donovan brings the ball up, but like he's not the point guard. He's the shooting guard. Mike Conley is that is that steady force like you said. Um, but we haven't really seen Boya, and I know there's an injury, so maybe it's an injury thing. But uh, I'll, I'll ask you something, hammer first. Like
3: the concerns with Boya, what do you think here? Ah, the concern with Bojan. Um, I mean, it's, it's when he takes the ball into the paint. (laughs) I think (laughs) it's, I feel like his percentage, I don't know what the, what the numbers are, but the eye test, I'm like, God, he's not going to try and lay it up again. Is he, is he going to go for another reverse layup? Like left-handed reverse layup? Like, I don't, I don't want Bogey to do that. Right. But. You know, we obviously all want him to shoot. We want him to shoot threes. We want him to make them, okay? But I don't see a problem with what he's doing now if that leads to Boyan being able to run the pick and roll from where he's at, right? From the wings. Like, if he can get better at navigating that part of the game, I would love to see um, the Jazz be able to do that from different points of attack, right? Including right. Um So... It sucks right now because he's terrible at the rim, and it's not fun to watch. It's not good to look at. Like he's so <laughs> unathletic looking. <laughs> like when he gets to the rim, um, but you know if that's if that's a step in the evolution of his game, like that would be great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's my my, my complaint with Bogey right, right now. Because like like last year, Bogey that that
1: was his like necessity, right? We didn't have uh, Mike Conley and mm. they, needed, they needed a second dynamic scorer and Boyan for that role um, but this year Mike got the ball, Joe Ingle still, I'm a, Joe Ingle runs the pick and roll against the Mavericks beautifully he had like 7 assists to Rudy Gobert I want to say out of his 8 yeah, uh, Jordan, so
3: Fox
1: is, yeah, Jordan Fox is going to have the ball a lot mm-hmm. uh, Donovan um, Logan, I'm a, what are your concerns here because I, I know that you want to talk about Boyan here
2: yeah, I mean, the like a teenage boy. The boners have been erratic; like it just hasn't been <laughs> consistent at all. And I think I think we, he's been more impotent than more often than we would like to see him be. Um, that's the thing is is like I think there's something to be said for the injury. I get that, and I'm, I'm not I'm not questioning that there may still be some lingering issues. I mean, to not if, if the if the if the rumors are true that he didn't touch a basketball for eight months, that's that's very. I, I don't blame the guy for not being back into shape. Um, as far as you know getting his rhythm down but I do I think there's something to be said for what you kind of touched on who I thought we talked about a lot we've never seen them all be good together um and, and 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 he was he was great last year on a team that was wildly inconsistent and I don't want to take it to the step to say that he's the he's the Jeremy Grant Sharif the <laughs> team. So, someone's got a score situation but what I'm saying is someone had to score those points and you know someone had to do those things and, and what I'm saying now is Perhaps we have to readjust our view, even when healthy, what we expect from him, because if Connolly is being Connolly, and all of our pieces, are, if if, if these guys are all doing exactly what they're supposed to, Joe is being Joe, Don is being Don, J.C.'s being J.C., if they're all doing everything they're going to, you're not going to get 20 points a game from Bohan. I just don't think you're going to. And so perhaps it's just a matter of us adjusting our expectations from what last year was. Uh, and so that's, that that, 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 that's what I was trying to get at. And I don't think it came across quite as well last week when we, we, I tried to broach the topic a little bit. It's not about him being a bad player, but he was, he, 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 he was, he was good on a very erratic team and it doesn't mean he can't still contribute to us. He's not a valuable part of the future, but is, I, I, I don't, it just not doesn't seem possible. You can get that same version of somebody and have these other guys be as good consistently. If that makes sense.
1: Right. Right. Like, I'm uh... Like, we're kind of talking about a role change for Boyan, right? Like, you you mentioned all the, you forgot to say Royce being Royce, right? Like, Royce's been really good. Right, yeah, Royce, but Royce is, I mean, besides the game against uh, the Knicks where he just went absolutely crazy, Royce isn't really playing outside of his game, so to say. Like, the game plan for Royce is to find the corners, find open spots on the three-point line, catch and shoot. Boyan Bogdanovich does not know how to catch and shoot. Like if you go back and watch the play where Donovan baseball passes it back out to him, like instead of catching, a sh- he took a dribble and then shot the ball. Like I mean, I mean, I'm glad he made it because that was a hell of a pass that we would have lost if he if he missed it. But um, Boyan and and just quietly, like he's really good at that dribble sidestep shot. But um, it feels like last year, you know, Boyan was being asked to run the pick and roll, run the stuff, um, you know, be the, the second ball handler, be the guy that. You know, when Donovan's off or tired or whatever, Boyan was the guy to carry the load. But this year, it feels like the Jazz don't need that, that Boyan, right? The Jazz need a guy who, like Royce, finds the quarters, uh, finds spots to be open, catches shoots, you know, take a dribble shoot as long as it gets up before the defender gets there. Um, I don't know. Because here's the thing, like when Boyan signed, Boyan was not the first choice for the Jazz, right? The Jazz had a different plan uh, that involved Miritich that we, he- we heard. That Miritich was the plan A, and that fell through, so they went and got Boyan And Indiana, you know, he he was the leading scorer for Indiana that year. They didn't feel too heartbroken about—most fans that I, I know in Indiana didn't feel that heartbroken about losing Bojan. And I don't want to diminish what Boyan was doing, but this is also— one of those jokes about, you know, Royce—people hating Royce because of his contract, because, you know, he's making a little, a little money but Boyan's kind of in that area now like where he's uh, you know if you take away Rudy and he's the fourth highest paid player on the Jazz um yeah uh, i mean i mean is there a role for boya somewhere like that fits him better that where he can handle the ball more cuz it's not the best role because jc's going to need the ball and has a lot so
3: yeah i th- i think i think Bogie's role has changed but i don't think it's it's I don't think it's changed from like the philosophy of why they brought him in in the first place. Right. Like last year, like you were saying last season, um, we needed like volume from him because we didn't have enough scorers out there. Well, now I think this is what I think. This is my personal opinion of bogey's role. I think, I think we just need like three or four threes from him a night and then to be able to pass the ball (laughs) to like, He's just got to spread the floor, right? right? I think that's I think that's what he's supposed to do now, and um, it drives me crazy too. Like you were saying, who when he like sometimes he'll catch the ball and dribble into coverage to shoot, <laughs> and it's like a contested three. But uh, I we we just need him to shoot from outside. I think that's what it is. I think you know he should he can't. I don't want to see him doing the thing that Donovan does, where if he's cold from the arc. To, that Donovan would just drive, right? He just drives to make something happen. I don't want Bogey, Bogey to do that. I want him to shoot from the arc, and if he's cold, pass it. That's all <laughs> I want. Because, like, his <laughs> gravity, like him being out there, there's gravity too important.
1: Like, the Jazz offense yes. is spaced better when Bogey's out there, because, like, you can't leave him open. You just, you just can't. Because, like, I'm a, you know, if you do, nine times out of ten, he's going he's gonna to drain that shot, because he is that talented. You can't just leave him... He's a, he's a quality NBA player, so... Um, you know, it's, it's gonna be one of those interesting contracts that we see for the Jazz. I like, can, uh, I, I want to see if he can go into this like third option role or uh, maybe not be you know a primary focus or secondary focus, just a guy that is a decoy a lot of times. And then when he gets a shot, like Royce is a decoy, and then when he gets a shot, he'll take a shot. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it'll be interesting to see if Boyan gets there. And if there's an injury, then it's nice to know that you have. A boy on that, um, uh, hopefully can score again. So, again, I try not to slatter boy on because I like the guy a lot, I like the player a
0: lot. So, um, it's
2: like I, it's like we're, we're all well, the three of us are in each other's heads so much that we're like even wearing the same jazz p- pod co op shirts hashtag <laughs> jazz pod co op. Uh, get on DJ Honeypaw's website and buy a t shirt. Um, what?
3: What's that a plug? Yeah, what
1: website yeah. is it? I don't that know do what, what it is. Uh, is it what do you want this.
2: com? Do you do you want this.com we'll 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 plug it somewhere just just go just go just go find dj she'll have her stuff up there but but,
1: she's a big fan of kazan though
2: yeah she loves kazan but that's fine they're louisiana folks it's different it's like why we have we have like that it makes sense she gets a pass because of the the growing up together being best friends and him teaching her how to ride a bike and all those all those stories He, he taught her she taught him how to make a pizza and got him the Papa John's line. It's a long, deep, <laughs> rich history. Um, but, anyways, back to Bohan. I think that what well, I think you guys hit it right in the head. What's ironic is I think what we what we wanted him for when oh, we got him in the in that off season and off season ago was was, was, was wasn't, wasn't what he was last year. Right. So it's it right. is it is interesting. I think we just, like Hamba said. We we just need him to do what we originally brought him in for. And it's just so ironic because our expectation just went through the roof because of what he did last year. But I don't think anyone expected that but you're right. It's nice to have the firepower when someone's hurt or just when it's his night to go off. But you know, I, it, it's great to have. I'm just saying, I think that perhaps as fans, we need to adjust our expectation as to what we, you know, back to what it should have been a year ago. It's just, he had that, he had that streak where like, Oh, this guy's going to give Dawn a run for his money, which is <laughs> not true. Right.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the off Broadway theater in downtown Salt Lake and the great room escape in Leighton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. So before we get into our last segment, so first of all, I want to say we got a new review January 19th, a week ago. From Trav L. Cox, I think I know who this is, but um, uh, uh, he said, The Trav jazz is very good. Uh, you should listen to this podcast. These guys love the jazz, and their podcast is equal parts valuable insight and hilarious banter. Great show. <laughs> Thank you, Trav L. Cox, um, uh, for that review. Uh, I'm a little sad because I, I want it to be something like um, uh, this podcast is the best ever, and this podcast will never lose the game again. That's what I was really hoping to say, but... Uh, it, sounds, nice. it,
2: it, it sounds like Travis has got your elevator pitch there to plug the other podcast. You're looking for what you need to put in. Just, just cut that out and give it to the rest of them. You said it right yeah, there. Yes,
1: I should. Uh, um, I will say this though. Um, we, we have a contest. I've uh, been running a contest for a year. I'm going to go see if i find whoever left these user comments and you either win some tickets to um, uh, the theater or an the escape room, or maybe I'll just buy you a jazz co-op t-shirt and send it to you. So um, uh, that, that that's a good way to go there yeah, or underwear. And, and, or underwear, yeah. I, I did ask for his <laughs> Uh Hema. Um, uh, so, first of all, uh, who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> He's uh, what is do my you daddy. Do? It's Carl Malone. Carl um, Malone. No
3: no, uh, <laughs> <JJ>. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It's Carl Malone is everybody's daddy. Uh, no, my dad <laughs> is. Uh, so, my name is Hema Hemuli. My dad's Lake Hemuli. He uh, played for BYU, and I'm, he was on the 84 team, uh, so we're a big BYU family here, um, and then he went on to play for the Bears um, for a little bit before retiring, um, and yeah, that's so that's my dad. So that's a little bit of sports history uh, for you. I have a brother that um, played for Weber State, a brother-in-law that played at Weber State. Um, hey, now uh, we're or,
2: talking. Now we're talking. Yeah.
3: Great, great, and great! Then, and then my youngest brother is currently playing at Stanford right now. He's a fullback over there. So, um, yeah, big football family, big sports guys. I love it. Um, yeah. So thanks for bringing me onto the podcast, guys. Anytime oh, I have yeah, a chance uh, to the... talk about sports, love it.
2: How long does your dad <laughs> play for the Bears? Uh,
3: he played for a couple seasons. He actually got he signed with the Bears when they drafted um, Jim Harbaugh. And I can share this story with you. This is kind of fun. Um, so this was this would be in, like, 86, I think. Um, so whenever rookies join a team or whatever, they have, like, a banquet or something um, before camp starts. And you've probably seen this before with, like, Julian Blackman and the Colts. He sang, like, a Michael Jackson song. Well, it's a pretty – old tradition where like the rookies go up in front of everybody and they either perform a talent or they sing their school's fight song. Um, and since that season, it was just my dad and Jim McMahon. They were the only, um, sorry, not Jim McMahon, Jim Harbaugh. Did I say McMahon at the beginning? You said, you said Harbaugh. Of the- okay. okay. I you did it. a little bit both. No, no, it was Jim Harbaugh. So, uh, um, so Jim Harbaugh and my dad, um, they were, like, talking before they had to go sing. And they are like, okay, let's do The Blues Brothers, right? It's, it was a big movie around that time. They were going to do the whole, like, singing and dancing of The Blues Brothers song. And um, so uh, the music starts. Jim Harbaugh gets out there and starts dancing and lip singing to the music. And he looks to his left, and my dad is gone. My dad absolutely... <laughs> ghosted Jim Harbaugh at the <laughs> rookie dinner and he like left and like went home. He's like I'm not doing this and uh, yeah, that's a, that's a story that someday if I ever see Jim Harbaugh I'm going to tell him. Could have, could, could have happened to a better guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I work with
1: Hema and um, it was funny because like um, uh, I started working with Hema, I mean I've worked there for a few but like I'm actually full time with Hema now and one day Hema goes Hey, this, uh, Dragon Squatch guy, um, uh, and asked me how I knew, how I knew Logan. I told him that we used to be lovers. And, um, <laughs> used to Hemel be. was like, it's very yeah. graphic. <laughs> it was very graphic. I <laughs> was like, oh yeah, he's really funny. I was like, oh yeah, I, I think Logan will appreciate that. And either last week or two weeks ago, Logan was like, hey, do you think him will be on the podcast? I'm like, I, you know, we talked about it. I'm sure he <laughs> would be. So, um, uh, you know, here it is. That's how this is born. So.
2: Um, dreams come dreams come true.
1: Like like <laughs> a, a, as the, as the Jazzy
2: Gal's hit, you know he is my Twitter crush and he's right here. I'm, <laughs> staring, I'm staring right into his face.
1: Same you can, you can dude. Follow, same. You can follow him he um, uh, Even got his muscle shirt on and everything. <laughs> this is just how so, I dress. I that's right. just a regular shirt that um, uh, He's too uh. big for. <laughs> that's <laughs> one of my shirts he's wearing. <laughs> um, uh, so Hema, um, uh, you can follow Hema. You know, be be a Twitter crush of Hema at, at x underscore hems hems. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, just um, uh, my memory. Um, I have to know oh. everybody. I, I have to know everybody's title uh, there at KSL. Um, so, I'm, uh, Hema, I'm, uh, you, you know, you're you're a great graphic artist. Like, you know, you put a lot of really fun social stuff out there. Some inappropriate
3: jokes sometimes that might keep you in trouble. <laughs> 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 I'm already on a on a I'm on a short leash at KSL. <laughs> like, well, so I'll tell the story. Like,
1: I do a lot of questionable things. To get fired at my job, <laughs> what did I do this week? Uh, so the Royal Robo comes up this Sunday, and what do I do? I bring in my own TV to put into our like little man cave that we have, where him <laughs> and I, um, where him and I edit some stuff for for the newscast or whatever. And we don't get to like the, the the funny thing about being a sports producer is that the dirty secret is that sometimes you don't even get to watch the games. Like um, uh, you're in there, you're editing for eight hours, um, we, um, uh, we, um, excuse me for eight hours. We don't have access to the game sometimes. So, uh, like I'm, I'm watching jazz games by editing them, um, later. So it's, uh, it's, it's very weird. Um, but I, I brought in the TV and then we set up my PS4 to hook to the, to the internet. I hope, I really hope nobody can tell to this. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh like we we get hooked to the internet and then we're able to watch royal rumble 2020 while we're editing monday which was really good a really good show um and so anyway my boss came in a little bit later and he goes hey what's going on here and like we had set it up like we have have these like old tube tvs in there so we made one of those like a desk to put a flat (laughs) tv on there and He's like, wow, this is pretty ingenious that you guys did there. He's like, what are you guys doing? We're like, uh, going to watch the Royal Rumble on Sunday. (laughs) But he seems to be pretty cool with it. So uh, you still still got my login? Yeah, I do. (laughs) actually. He's
3: going to change that that that. password this weekend. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, I I am not fired yet. Is that true? Yes,
1: W E and I mean NBC and W B. there, are okay. so. Jared, of course, um, uh, rumbles in here. Um, uh, without me introducing him, it's uh, Jared Barker at Golden Influence Forty Nine. What's up, Jared?
0: Hey, not much, man. How you
1: doing? Uh, well, you, you're just in time for our third. This is where our fun segment. This is where we like talk nonsense. Dragon Squash. Logan Cox here. He put out on Twitter. Uh, we'll go to you last, Jared, because uh, we've all been thinking about it already. Yeah. yeah. Dragon Squash. Who is the most hated jazz man?
2: Yeah, I just, uh, what inspired this was a backwards way of thinking. And I'm just, I, I'm obviously a flawed individual. But I saw Ricky Rubio's face. And I immediately, <laughs> I, I immediately thought, like, there is this under, this overwhelming love for Ricky Rubio. And I thought to myself, well, let's put a little question out there and say, who do we hate? I don't necessarily hate Ricky Rubio, but he inspired hate in my heart, which is really <laughs> weird. So I, I put I put it out there, and I think we got kind of like our, like we're we're almost at the Mount Rushmore where we've got there's the obvious ones which are like you know. Well,
1: don't do the don't do the Mount Rushmore yet. I, I want to hear your thought on on who you thought who who you hate the most, and we'll, then we'll we'll finish with the Mount Rushmore.
2: Oh no, I mean I, I I I love the I love the weird ones. Like I was like before we got on, I told you I love the guy who hated Curtis Forchert because he had bad feet. <laughs> the I Great White hope, uh, yeah, I mean, hope. The Great White Hope. <laughs> there There's some obvious ones, but honestly, this That's is not going to be popular at all. But my least favorite jazz player of all time is none other than AK 47. I just I don't, I've, I've never liked AK. I was, nice. and you know this, so you, you've known me for years. I thought he was overrated. Mm-hmm. Everyone everyone gave him a pass all the time. He was soft when it was time to get to, to when the push came to shove. And I just, I, do, I just don't like him. And I never got past that. Like, I just, I, I know that I'm wrong. I know there's a million reasons why people can show me why. I'm incorrect in this, but it's the way I felt about him from the beginning, and I've never let it go. He's he yeah. is my most disliked, and, and this is this this goes back, you know it, it. This this hate is old enough to drink. I've hated him that long, <laughs> you know. So it's,
1: and you're wrong because he hit a three pointer to beat the Houston Rockets. He cried, got a back tattoo, has a hot wife like his a hop ass, and um uh, he has a cool <laughs> nickname. Um. Uh, Wait, I'm going to tell us about what that nickname, uh, that tweet that you got about the Oh, uh, yeah, nickname. yeah,
2: you're right. That's the, the, the one guy. Uh, his name, his handle is at NJPBJ uh, <laughs> tweeted out, AK, AK47 has the best nickname, complete opposite of PG-13. And that's so nuanced <laughs> and deep when you really think about it. Like that was like one of the best tweets I've ever seen. because It was like when you at face value, like oh, that's, <clears throat> that like, oh, my God, he's right. Because like Paul George thinks he's cool but PG-13 movies are not cool. So, and they're not hard and they're not awesome. So I, it was just, you're, I'm glad you pointed that because that was one of the best tweets I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, I thought, that's very clever. Like, it's one of those tweets I'm like, oh man, that's really clever. Why can't I be that clever? Am I that clever? Why did I tweet that out? Uh, Hema, um, uh, so what we told you this, what, in a pre-meeting, what, um, uh, did you come up with the player that you thought was hated in
3: jazz? Here? Oh man, there's so many different ways you could go on this, that it's hard <laughs> to choose one jazz player that I Just one. <laughs> so, let me share sure a couple, okay? Um, so, I'm going to start with the one that everyone pretty much hates, right? Cantor. Like, I think that's... that's the other Cantor. Yeah. This, that's got to be on there, so I'm gonna throw that out because everyone doesn't like that guy, right? Um, you 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 get you get granted a release from your club and then you just f- talk that club afterwards. Yeah, that that guy sucks. So um, I'm gonna go with one that I hate him because of a story that Jeremiah Jensen told me about him, and it's uh, Kirill Fasenko. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so. The way that Jeremiah tells it is that, um, so this guy, you know, moves to Utah and obviously he's like, not from here, right? He's from Europe or whatever. And, um, so there's Montana. a lot of, there's, there's a lot of culture clashing that happens. Well, Jeremiah Jensen told us that it's a fact that, um, Fez was so gross and sloppy that is like clothes would never get washed. And like, his he always ate pizza because it was like the only food that he could like order or something like that and just imagining this guy having the opportunity to play in the nba and he's just a total and utter slob makes me hate him for some reason he's it's the opposite of Bogey. totally <laughs> dude bogey bogey was breathing hot fire when he was uh did you, did it, did we tell you that story? You um, did, about, like,
1: um, uh, on his media day, he was, like, just drunk off his, oh, boy, still the yeah. tea here, um, <laughs> but he was, like, super drunk on his media day. Yeah, so,
3: because, like, when him and, 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 uh... Mike. Oh, man, are we to? am I going to get in trouble for this? No. Um, when, <laughs> when him and Mike, when him and Mike had their presser in Vegas, um, to introduce them, Jeremiah and, like, the KSL sports team went down there, just a quick day trip to go record it, right? And it and it actually turned out to be a blessing because the feed went down that day. Do you guys remember that? Like it didn't it didn't work or something like that. They didn't have a recording of it, and so we had like one of the only recordings. And um, Jeremiah said that when they were up talking to him in like the media scrum, his breath was probably 140 proof. Like it was just <laughs> crazy and. Anyways, I digress because that's like an kind of off story. The real person that I dislike is uh, Carlos Boozer, and this is why. Oh, um, because my my aunt, who's like, like like way younger than my dad and his brothers and stuff, she was a waitress downtown, and she waited like she was a waitress at like all these like fancy places. And every time Carlos Boozer came in, he would hit on her nonstop just nonstop trying to get in those pants. And it, he would even be there like with his wife and like when her wife left, he would just start spitting game at her. Just super creepy. Dude's a super creep. And uh, that's why I don't <laughs> like loser. I
1: thought it was cause he had a paint on hair. Uh, <laughs> so, so is your, what?
2: what's your, what's your aunt's contact info? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's her?
1: I'll, uh, I'll shoot you her uh, contact info. this. <laughs> Um, uh, all right, Jared. So um, uh, you got the context. Who is the most hated jazz man?
0: Oh, who man, is your hate hate most hated jazz man? That one for me is a slam dunk. The man who tried to supplant John Stockton, bro. Mark Jackson himself. He's got be I freaking hate that guy. Uh, yeah. I hate I hate all the stories with the Warriors. Like we had Sarah Todd on, and she she didn't even spill half the tea with the, that went on with that team, and his is healing sessions, quote-unquote, or whatever, you know, where he <laughs> tried to put hands on people. Heal. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like, 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 like evangelical stuff? Yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, legitimately. Oh, really? this guy, this guy oh, I thought is,
3: that was uh, a euphemism. No, like. no, 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 no. Uh,
0: no, that guy is actually... No. He's the preacher man from Eddie. Yeah, he, he's, he's a straight-up weirdo, man. There's a reason he doesn't have That's an NBA job. And these stories are like... Most of them were like 100% verified. So there, there's, there were so many reasons he doesn't work in the NBA as a coach.
1: So uh, Mark Jackson and Andre Iguodala overlapped. I mean, those guys threw alley oops each other a lot. Like I mean, those two had a connection, so it worked out well. they They both made it. So Logan, um, I'm guessing. Well, the, well, who's who's your most hated? Yeah, oh, you I'm, didn't say I'm, yours. are oh, right. Uh, very easy. Carlos f***ing <laughs> Arroyo. I hated that guy <laughs> so much. <laughs> hated him so much. I'm beeping you out. Don't worry. But I hated him so much. Make a make a damn layup, Carlos. I mean, uh, this is a guy that thought he was so much better than he was because he was just, like,
0: he was, hey, you that, know, that's Richard Rubio's best buddy, man. What are
1: you, what are you, you hating? Good for Carlos. You so know, he's he, he's punching above his weight, um, like he did his whole career. So I mean, the guy had like one good Olympics, got signed to a contract with the Jazz, had a, like decent staff or whatever. But like, he thought he was, he thought he was like the real deal, and I uh, was like, like he. he he blew so many layups. Oh man, that Jazz team! I'm I, I having like PTSD right now. i uh, yeah, and Ricky <laughs>
0: Rubio have good synergy then. Smoking layups is what they do. Oh, well, that's uh, that's how it goes. Um, Ricky Rubio never brought that
1: ire uh, out of me. But then again, <laughs> that's that's what I actually had ire for the for Jazz. Fire, fire, desire. So um, I'm Carlos thinking, Carlos,
2: dude, Carlos Arroyo will be popping that. Puerto Rico, Team Puerto Rico jersey. I can still see it in my brain. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm guessing Hayward, catcher Mark Jackson. Who was who on the Mount Rushmore of most hated? Well, I, mean,
2: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think Jackson and Fisher are, are firmly planted oh, on there. Sure.
1: Right, right, right. And
2: well, then I yeah, don't
0: know. You did say accepting uh, Derek Fisher in yeah,
2: there. So, I mean, I, I think Fisher and Jackson seem to be overwhelming favorites. I mean, there's, there, there's a lot of Cantor. There's a lot of Hayward. There's a lot of Boozer. Um, I don't know. It's it's, it's 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 hard to know who gets the nod there. I, I like I said. I love the I love the random weird ones too. And I had forgotten how terrible Mark Jackson was. So it was good to see his name out there. I mean, I, I find him so terrible just like his cur- his current job that I've already like he's just so bad at that that it makes me forget he was also the terrible guy who tried to ruin the Jazz from the inside out. But
3: what about this? Is a, is this is this a hot take uh, that? Um... Hayward shouldn't even be close to the Mount Rushmore of hated jazz players.
0: No, I, I kind of agree with that.
3: Because, I mean, sure, he didn't do the right thing by, like, by, you know, um, Gale, Gale, but, like, like... Yeah. Well,
0: uh, other than that, he's kind of a nothing-burger personality, so why does he inspire <laughs> hatred? Yeah. Right. I get, I get it. I, I think
1: the hatred comes from, like, um, uh, like stories that come out about like how much I, like, him and his family hated Utah, right? Like that's like, and the fact that like him, uh, the Jazz got literally nothing out of it when he left.
0: Should have hurt the franchise a lot more than it did. What? How how much they tried to sell us on him is probably what made people hate him so much. Like and that, this and guy that be- with no personality, no likability, nothing. And they're they trying to sell him on on us for seven years. Yeah, I mean, right. it
3: took forever for him to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, to actually be yeah. something. And the last yeah. year that he actually becomes something, he's like, "All right, I'm a
2: dip." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, H- H- Hayward bouncing didn't make me hate him. I hated him from the day he was drafted.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, and
2: I-, I wasn't alone. I don't. Know, I can't remember who Jared connected me with. There some other person who we hated. Oh, from Dave. The beginning. Dave Wilber. Hey, follow yeah.
0: follow him for Hayward hate and all Stabler Hill at, at, at the real Stabler. Yeah, yeah,
2: at the no, real I I, so. I hated him. From, I hated him from the beginning. He was another one again. I don't like to be force fed anything. And to Jared's point, they really gave us a heavy force feeding of of Hayward.
0: Now. And yeah,
1: the no, Jets, thank you. The Jets were uh, weird. Um, uh, they had no superstars. They had to you have to manufacture one at some point. So um, yeah, but.
0: They, but they naturally, would, off the uh, assembly line, straight from Indiana. So <laughs> yeah, so I think
1: I, I, to him, to Hemmings' point, I think
0: I think that Hayward's wife probably belongs up there before he does. <laughs> um, That's probably true with the with the Clover stuff and all the weird social media stuff she does. And oh man, but she gave us such good fodder when she was in Boston, man, and on the way out, and there were hey, so many jokes, all the jokes. That is,
1: that- Happy. Daddy's always
3: happy. <laughs> Daddy's
0: not not even that one though. Like the yeah, I'm not even going to go into the weird Celtics Twitter stuff about like when they're leaving and why they're leaving and Gordon being mad at her, quote unquote. Yep. <laughs> well. Um. All right. Cool. So, I'm uh, thanks
1: for listening to the the third string of jazz. <laughs> from, uh, you know, we're, we're the Elijah Hughes and Shaq Harrison's of the world in the, in the podcast world.
3: Hamlin, uh, where can they find you on Twitter? My handle is at x underscore hems, and uh, yeah, you can you can find me in all the Q and (laughs) on (laughs) posts. Is that that Chris Snyder stuff? Is that what you're (laughs) on? Questions and answers.
1: (laughs) Questions and answers about Chris Snyder. (laughs) I like it. Um, uh, uh, J Rod, Um, uh, uh, thanks for joining us for seven three. Uh, where should we go to, what are we seeing on your Twitter nowadays?
3: Uh,
0: well, recently I've been trying to figure out how to, how to convert this rant since I'm not going to be able to do it on here into, into tweets. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, feeling Brad for badly deal, it should not be a thing because he signed an extension. It's like, what the heck? Come on guys. Like figure that out. Why do you why do you feel so bad for the, a guy that chose to take a lot of money to stay somewhere I mean sure they traded away his friend but come on
1: <laughs> um uh, we will say that my majority you were here in spirit for us so for the first because uh, um, uh, there was a lot of jC talk, um,
0: uh, and yeah, oh, talk about- I'm sure there was after that performance tonight I'm sure there was
1: Oh no, we're talking about we're talking about um, uh, we're talking about religion. So oh, um, that was oh, the first Jesus uh surprise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so follow him at, at forty nine, Logan Cox, Dragon Squatch. Um, uh Sir, before we go, Hema, give us a year between nineteen ninety four and uh to current year. Oh Jesus.
3: A year uh just pick a year, is that what I'm For, doing? yeah, from ninety four from ninety four on. Mmm. Ninety
1: eight. Nineteen ninety eight. All right, Logan. Running
0: like it's ninety-eight.
1: We are we are going to um uh, retire the nugget pouch. But don't worry, folks. We are um gonna bring back some, bring something uh, called the Fat Curry Factory. <laughs> oh I like it. I like <laughs> oh, it. Oh boy, ninety eight ninety eight's like a badger. Anyway, um uh, the fat curry factory, I'm, uh that's gonna be in honor of uh George Yang. Second round pick extraordinaire. Uh okay. the fat curry of Utah. We're gonna talk about second round picks of the Utah Jazz from certain years. Um, and what we remember about them. This is actually a really bad year I haven't picked. <laughs> so, <laughs> my bad. Uh, I think we already did this one once. Nineteen ninety eight was yeah, uh, yeah, 'cause nineteen ninety eight was uh, so a year of the jazz, you know, championship. So they had a very low pick. They picked someone named uh Tore Braggs from Xavier University. He was picked um uh, in the second round of the Ninth draft, um uh, at 57, it says here. Do you remember Tori Braggs at all, guys? Anybody?
0: Uh, I can't say I do, man.
1: Hema Logan? No. Oh, I,
2: don't, I don't know anything about him, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead, and because he's still late in the first, we're going to go ahead and put Nazi Muhammad in the second. Yeah,
1: time. I was going to say Nazi Muhammad uh, where we're going
2: to go here, because of... Uh, which, when you look at his name, it feels racist. Like, am I wrong in <laughs> thinking that when I see Nazi <laughs> Muhammad's name spelled out, it feels racist. Like, it doesn't feel... <laughs> oh, it feels, okay, or, then. It feels wrong.
1: <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't play for the Jazz. So I'm. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was traded. Um. Uh, so he traded the Sixers for a future first round pick, and that picked up Quincy <clears throat> Lewis. So, um. Come full circle here, Quincy Lewis. Um. As a, as a Jazz, Quincy Lewis had a couple years as a Jazz man. Like, I remember. Like, he was probably the starting small forward. Um. For a couple years, mm-hmm. uh. Boy, I mean, I mean, it sucks when the Jazz are like if you're when you're really good when you're really good your picks are just late you know your picks are super late and it's hard to find someone like you're just hoping to get somebody that will uh, that will just play you know rotational minutes for you yeah um, and, oh, and 99 yeah 99 through 2003 like Stockton we're still there Ultra Tag Daniel Marshall so Quincy Lewis um, uh, I don't know do you, you have any fond memories about Quincy Lewis or, there Logan? Quincy Lewis is left handed right? Was that uh,
2: the guy? Uh, Robert Cheney, maybe Same person, Calvert (laughs) Cheney, Calvert Cheney, Robert (laughs) (laughs) Cheney. I vaguely, I vaguely remember uh, he he could be Morris Almond or anybody else. They're all the same people. Um, They 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 didn't they were all
0: never never too fantastic. So I don't. I still can't believe believe we have Morris Almond truthers in the fan base. Man, I've seen Morris Almond truthers on Twitter, and I'm like, guys, like he was never. I mean, he was, he was a, good... a G League superstar, but in yeah. the league he did nothing. He was basically Jimmer, so. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, he, he he was delicious to look at, and his name sounded tasty, so I could get like the appeal of.
0: <laughs> You're like he's an almond joy. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean it's a it's a great it's a great name.
1: Um. So for for Jared and him who are not looking at the this page, 1999 the Jazz had three first round drop picks. Can you name the three? So 1999.
0: So Chrisy Lewis is one of them. Three first-round picks in '99. '99. Yep. Um, I, mean, I think Kirilenko was already basically drafted. Uh, I I could have sworn we had at least one in stash, and I can't think of a name. Um, is that the Carlos Arroyo year? That '99 draft.
1: I don't think. Oh yeah. No, Carlos Arroyo came after. Sunday. Oh, he's
0: later. Yeah,
1: he's. Um. Uh, so '99. Um. Uh, you got to remember there was, a, there was a championship game played that year. Uh Logan has already mentioned this guy on the on the podcast. Uh the last first I draw picture of the guys that year was Scott Padgett. Oh barf. No, mm. <laughs> so yeah. AK was ninety nine too. A K was ninety nine. AK oh, dang.
2: That yeah. threw
0: that out there
1: but didn't didn't have a the guest system. Yeah. yeah, so um, uh, that's a, that's the first Fat Corey factory we're, we're gonna workshop that. Um, unfortunately to, to Ray Braggs was not a not a good start for the Fat Corey Factory. Um, uh, but
3: uh, but we boy, appreciate
1: George. We blame Hamlet for going ninety-eight.
3: <laughs> I didn't know what I was picking, honestly. Why <laughs> Ninety-eight. Why? Why was that the number you picked? Is that when Tupac died? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: I just chose it. <clears throat> All right, folks. Um, uh, well, I um, uh, hope you guys listen to you guys listen to the ad. We're running ads for other jazz pad, pod quap shows now, so I'm um, uh, to those. those. Those are nice. The jazz guys did a r- really good one there. Um, and um, uh, you know I'm who Man, uh, on the Twitter and the IG. We'll try to have some more shows. Go Jazz. I mean, again, perfect ten right now. Perfect 10com go, yeah. go check it out. Don't go check it out because
0: I don't listen on. Bo <laughs> Derek. Um, it, it could be, it could be <laughs> <bold>. <laughs> I'm going to shoot this uh, to this fat creep, uh, whatever thing that we're doing. Only so, haters paper- now. Or last year were basically Rubio lovers that turned into Yang's stance. There's a 90% overlap. Guarantee it.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know what you were saying there. Okay. Um, uh, Alright, folks. Um, uh, thanks for coming on. I. Right. That's it. I. Right. I right. That's it. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye.
2: Kazam's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> what do you have I- to I- say
3: about that?
1: <laughs> I like,
2: no, that was so good. good <laughs> and I also thought she's great because she thought I was like 10 years older than I was. Like, how old are you? I'm like, uh, 36. She's like, I thought you were like in your 50s. I'm like, thanks. That's the vibe I'm trying to put on. <laughs> you're like, huh? 30, that's my brand.
0: She's like, you're 36.